after we after we have tuned ourselves in, maybe realized that we are at the beginning at the second hour this today's practice, it would be nice to realize where am I going to that look up to that summit with and and um, um, real it's 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 easing our uh, our practice and that that it gives us some safety and uh, understanding what we are doing instead of uh, maybe just uh, kind of sitting and uh, not if you don't if we don't do that at least I feel that at times then there come uh, anxieties in or doubts what why am i doing it last time when i was here I actually made a vow not to come back and here i am again so um, that uh, is eliminated in this um, and uh, um, so that's why i ask um, see after we have tuned ourselves in now with the sound let's realize that uh, to what are we really awakening? Why are we practicing? To see our condition very clearly, our lives, and what is that rules us, and how are we unfolding? And then we saw three characteristics, or three, uh, three, yeah, Gesetzmäßigkeit, three, three laws, or natural laws. Um, that is, by which we are somehow governed, or by which we, by which we live. Law means it is um, established. It is natural. It cannot be other. So it cannot be other <coughs> that we have now dukkha. That's one of it, because we are not enlightened. We don't. Uh, 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 we are not awakened. We, we don't really understand our ways of living and our, and our unhappiness and our anguish and our, um, well, our suffering or dukkha. Hmm? Isn't that actually the underlying force which brought us here? We didn't come here because everything was a papaya at home. <clears throat> It was because there is something, even if we had 15 retreats or um, uh, five, 15 years of practice, there is always <coughs> that feeling there. Um, there is more to explore and more for me to do in order to come to that real inner happiness and contentment. Hmm? So... Then there is that other um, aspect, that is number one. Then there is um, uh, impermanence, also Gesetzmäßigkeit, I mean a natural law. It is that way and you cannot change it. You can fight it or you can accept it. And that's for, for that we are practicing to understand them deeply and then in that is the magic, in the deep understanding that I am free from anguish and <clears throat> from um, constant uh, reactive reaction and unhappiness. 
<coughs> against these things. I accept. There is a value, it's another great law maybe to uh, realize. The mind gets quiet and stops <coughs> when it sees truth. Then it's not doing any. It doesn't ask any question. It is content. So when it sees that it is, uh, it sees dukkha deeply, the suffering, it's a truth. We accept it finally. And then in that acceptance, we have space to, uh, uh, and, and graciousness uh, to live with it in a way where we also uh, know now how to deal with it. And we get to learn and to, to also to the means and, and ways how to avoid all that what gives us the dukkha. Hmm? And some dukkha is not to be avoided, for example, that is the other one, that is impermanence. We are getting born and we are uh, living through life and it changes constantly and at the end it has a very drastic change and uh, it, uh, it mo- changes from life, this li- individual life, to a dissolution. And uh, who doesn't fear that? We are also very much governed by the fear of that. When we talk about fears, really, um, then um, if we don't consider this, this, this uh, characteristic of life, of impermanence and change, then um, uh, we are working only with the little branches of the basic fear which is fear of the dissolution of body and mind. Hmm? So, so we wake up now to better means how to, la- to live with ourselves, just plainly to looking at it in quiet and acceptance. So um, that was um, the number two. And number three, well, that awakes, or to that we awake, to that kind of natural law, we or um, characteristic of existence, we we awake by watching the others. Only one is necessary to awake to all. When we see our dukkha, when we see the impermanence, we 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 have maybe realized by then we couldn't find any agent there in us which carried the title I or me. It was a process we have found out. Hmm? Once we were four foundations of mindfulness, and then there are faculties, <coughs> mental abilities and faculties, and there are um, f- physical elements of which we are composed of. There is, uh, uh, everything is interacting, and uh, uh, so, um, it's a process, like uh, uh, and functions out of its own inner uh, uh, force. And then there is no an independent I who is the ruler and the lawgiver here and the guideline. We have to awaken within with the faculties we have here available. So that are these three. Now we are working to this. That is our. Uh, the, the, 
the, our doing, that is the main purpose why we do that, if we want to wake, to wake up to who we really are, really in truth. And now we go to details, and we practice my um, attention to this process, and uh, uh, on the body level, the, uh, on the body level, we have good instructions and good um, rules and, and guidelines given by someone who is, has awake, uh, awakened. And um, now we find ourselves on this cushion doing this, taking that faculty out of this process or invited or understand. It's not so, 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 so definite or so recognizable the way the language is saying it. You cannot take it always so literally, but there's a process here, and we take that um, uh, faculty here, which is able now to observe, so that we can, through observation, just like a scientist, find out what we want to find out. And peu a peu, we wake up and learn a little bit more about ourselves. Now, we are in the beginning, and some are not in the beginning, had 50 and 80 retreats. So those who just start, relax. 80 retreats is not even enough <clears throat> to find out what we are living. Look how intelligent we are. We, we, those very simple things which we live, which unfold in us, we cannot uh, really understand. And accept, that's another thing. So we sit down and now begin to uh, find out, to in inquire into this process. As I said, little by little. And we have uh, now the body as our base. And we have um, that attention invited or allowed through our intuitive understanding that have it allowed now or invited to be there where my life occurs on the body level. It's not you who does that. We speak so, that is okay. But understand, it is a faculty here and that is part of you. There's concentration and there's mindfulness and there's attention. There's also hate. They also come up. And there's a lot of other things which we don't like and which constantly disturb us. That's all going on in here under the term I. So we awake to this, what is really blurry when we hear it, no independent self here. Hmm? We awake to it just by doing this, by looking into this, feeling it. Looking means here feeling, sensing it, living and bringing um, and recognize now that what is uh, allowing us to be present and uh, uh, we learn here that what is disturbing this allowing for being present very simple and then we learn more and more if we have nothing learned so far we can say we have had a nice touch with dukkha And that is one of the Gesetzmäßigkeit. I love that German word, Gesetzmäßigkeit. 
you know that is the kind of uh, what shall I say? It's it's something established by nature, mäßigkeit. This law is established by by nature. What is nature? It's it's it is it is. And uh, so it is when we are not uh, an, uh, awakened. It is dukkha. There's a little bit happiness there, and you know we have even succeeded yesterday to 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 uh, see that we were cultivating or we are uh, experiencing joy hmm? in in our work in on the floor. So. Um, but that we cannot do it all the time. We have sometimes to let go everything, including the joy, um, because that what we experience as joy is going away before we know. It's not stable. It was very happy feeling. Some said, I'm content, I'm grounded. Hmm? But it doesn't last long. So we have now, <clears throat> it only will last this more set, uh, groundedness and happy feeling, content, where you understand everything. When we have long time practiced and have seen deep into our field, our life, and seen that what the Buddha points to dukkha, and see, and that, uh, uh, and in that it heals. We get to it, seeing it deeply. We don't run away, we don't defend it, and so on. We just be present for it. And it, uh, it, uh, there we learn how to conduct ourselves. We see what is unwholesome and what is hap- uh, contributing to that expansion and, uh, um, and ability, yeah, to that expansion, to that um, uh, where there is no where there is no fear and no anxiety and insecurity, all that subsides. That is then <clears throat> no suffering anymore. But in order to come to no suffering, you, we have to look at the suffering and to know it first. And in that knowing, we we can uh, we can um, bring it to a cessation this suffering. That doesn't mean we don't die or we don't get sick. These are things we cannot <clears throat> but cannot uh, eliminate, but we get a better relationship to it now. By knowing it is a law, then it is not pain and suffering anymore. You live with that indignity and understanding it is there. And then you do what is to be done or what you can, you take remedies and go to doctors and so on, can do something about it, but not in that uh, need and fear and excitement, I have to get rid of it, it's no good, shouldn't be here. Hmm? And that is the attitude we have also when we are sitting here and watching our breathing or watching our body sensations. And we kind of, uh, many I talk to, they, that is the first answer when I get, how is it? Oh, I have so many distractions. I, can, I cannot concentrate. Well, great, I say. You have the chance to see Dukkha now. 
and to learn to understand that we don't understand and that is <coughs> that any fighting and making war with it is not really uh, reducing it. So we see in patience our dukkha that arises in these attempts of developing awareness and uh, creating the, that mind in us, that consciousness, that can take dukkha wherever it arises. And that we, have, we, take also, we also realize um, what the Buddha calls how to be, how to be uh, in reverence to life and helpful and, uh, um, when you see it around you. But to see. So, now back to our breathing. Who has not had difficulty with breathing? Did you, did you notice it was flowing and you could, from moment to moment, witness the process of arising and flowing in and exiting? Could we? Undisturbedly? That's not what I heard so far. We all have great stress. Who feels constricted in the breathing? Yeah, see, only two know, I think, everyone. Everyone. It's almost an epidemic when you uh, uh, listen <coughs> into the um, kind of uh, fields uh, <coughs> in which uh, um, psychology takes place and, uh, um, and the development of um, of becoming aware of what we are kind of doing with ourselves. <clears throat> because <clears throat> it's, there's a shift going on that we're not anymore, it's a kind of an inclination <clears throat> that we're not going in order to understand our life now and our dissatisfaction we try to sometimes, and very much so, to uh, understand it by going into the past experiences. That is not all the whole truth, for the present time especially. Our life is quite stressful. And even if it isn't, we pick up that tempo, that fastness. Hmm? And it, it can be even sometimes be a, imaginative, the stress. But what it does to our uh, consciousness <clears throat> is that um, to, our, li- to our, our lives is that it affects the breath. The breath is uh, affected by all our mental activities, reactions, and uh, um, reactions or uh, negative and, or excitements in positive way. So, um, and if we have now uh, so an ex, uh, kind of being exposed for a long time uh, for stress and, and fastness, and uh, we forget one thing very much, that is how to relax into the body, and how to return to the body, and how to connect to it again. And that creates more tension, and because mind uh, feels somehow, <clears throat> um, well, if, uh, if it cannot, uh, it feels uh, separated. And that means it has no home. It, it cannot s- settle down and, and relax. 
and the body not either, because the two are apart now. And mainly brought about through breathing, <clears throat> through, the, through um, the reaction of all that to breathing. Because everything what we experience, including this stress uh, and fastness, and uh, we forget to, to relax, uh, the breath is um, not able to really enter this body. Um, it's too tight, and we have the breath more here, and we get it delivered to a very minimum, uh, into a very mu- minimum portion that is necessary to sustain our lives. Hmm? So, and um, so it becomes a habit, and uh, um, our uh, and we establish. A very a pattern for our breathing that is not always connecting really deep to our and allows us to relax. So I thought I will address that a little bit so that our dukkha is a less maybe. And um, for there is really not one uh, uh, one way to say that we. Is on one uh, method or one practice by which we can say we can bring our breathing into better order, or we, there is no, is, is, is not really there. We can, we have, but we, in other words, there is no thing like perfect breathing to, to attain. No attainment will bring it to us. We have actually to step back. We can only find out where we are holding the breath and where we are impairing it, that, and where we feel constricted or restricted. That is what we have to find out. And there we can do a few things, and everything in a way on a larger or smaller scale. That's what we are doing. Also, when I invite you to do some floor yoga or some um, moments balancing your weight on one, one leg or stretching, these are all kind of indirect uh, touches, indirect motions, movements for relaxing and for bringing the breath back into the body, body for better supply. So um, that's and in our um, and it has nothing really to do with the nervous system that our breath is not functioning well and that we are so restricted. It has something to do which which is a reaction to our lives and where we don't at- have any time or we have actually gone away and forgotten uh, to relax to sit still and to bring uh, uh, this connection about. So that is the only thing we can do. So for, the, for this hour, <clears throat> I wanted to do it a little different than we did it yesterday, more, more closer to our breath. And I mentioned just a minute ago of uh, 
different centers, energy centers in our body, like I call them also key centers. You know, there, there is a center here, we talk about a diaphragm center, you find this very strong muscle here, and it is that muscle which has a very great deal to do with breathing and allowing the breath. And it is freezing uh, through the contractedness through the body. It gets, gets uh, contracted. And therefore, because of that, also our breathing is not flowing. In ancient times, people thought, or yogis even, that the ba physical base for the brain, for the, man, for the mind, is here. It is that, that strong, beautiful um, energy field. And if you don't know anything about brain being the physical base, until they've cracked it open, they found it out probably. But it was accepted and, um, as a physical center for the brain. As, uh, for, not for the brain, for the uh, mind. <coughs> For the mind, that is an experience. The mind has concepts and uh, can uh, function in the in mental as mental experience can associate, can remember, can project, and so on. Sense experience. Hmm? So, so this was assumed. It is a physical base for this mind that can work with concepts. Uh, but uh, now science uh, has found out it's here. So um, what we have to do, so that is one of the centers. We could now look into that. There's another center which is very close to connected, a key center, energy field connected to the breathing, and that is the throat center. Who noticed tightness in the throat? We do the, wake up with that. <coughs> hmm? We do. We gargle. There are quite a lot, hundreds of different little tubes and jars when you go in the drugstore for relieving this thing. It's a big business. It's all temporarily and actually you can hurt yourself with these chemicals. Don't do it. Do it the natural way observe this center. It's a very powerful center. Not only the breath moves here through. What else? The food into a different channel. It channels it into the effigies, huh? And the breath channels itself through the windpipe. What is the other name for it? Trachea. Yes. It channels itself through that pathway. But it meets here. Food goes in here. Sometimes when we overeat, it comes out here too. <laughs> or when we are sick. But the breath does it always. It goes in and doesn't stay in. comes out. What else happens here? Aum. The sound. The sound, or our speech, in other words, or our uh, uh, communication, verbal, 
So therefore, and when do we notice that? So in that stress now, uh, under which we live, in that high speed, on the car, on the bicycle, children at home, going to work, and punctually being too anxious to be late, and so on. It, it creates it very naturally. I don't, don't, we don't need to be hostile to it. Actually, that creates more se- stress. A minute in the mind, through our psyche, is a negative statement coming or criticizing and judging that already has hooked into the breath, has already brought it away further. With that, we have already restricted more our breathing by, because we have tensed here more. You see, anger tenses the body. So, that is a very... And that is the center I want to invite you now to learn to go to it more often when you are sitting quiet and feel, uh, observe your breathing and you find yourself in that dukkha or in that desire to have a better, deep, uh, better breath, a more flowing one or deeper. The tendency is now and that is contra to the popular uh, uh, view. You can do and make the breath deep. That's not so. You create actually more tension, but for the first two or few hours or half day, you have a kind of a relief. <gasps> hmm? You have. It feels like you are alive. It's not the, it's, it's very pushed up. It's almost like a faked money. It's, it's not real, the relaxing. We have to bring again the caring, compassionate, loving attitude that is able to see, to stay, and to penetrate that what we want to get rid of. Think of a scientist, if he wants to find out how uh, the, the mosquito, which he puts into some, some uh, liquid, into a jar, I mean, just my, my head is imagining it, uh, to demonstrate the activity of a scientist. So he puts it in that jar and wants to see whether it can be mutated to a bee or so. And I don't know, or maybe he has makes cloning now of the bee. I don't know. You know, it's all kinds of things happening nowadays. So he has to watch that. He cannot go and have a drink in the bar or at home. He has to, he has to stay there. He cannot read about it either. He has to or stay to see what develops the same. This is actually very scientific practice. Like a scientist, we observe. We don't do any. We observe the condition. And we get the results there too. Very enlightening sometimes. We learn about ourselves, about the dukkha, and how we create it too. And at the same time, we reduce it too. Isn't that a wonderful practice? But the reducing forget. That takes slow. Don't wait for it. 
It can be 20 years till you can really be uh, with your breath and be the vehicle, vehicle through which the breath flows. It's a universal thing, that breath. Everyone breathes. It's everywhere. Look, it's here. Even if you close the windows, it's here. And everyone does it. We breathe it in and it goes out. It doesn't stay. How impersonal can we be? But we like it when it comes. And we love it when it is deep. And when we can experience at times how it distributes itself. It moves into the blood cells. It moves into every cell. What we call oxygen. Hmm? Life force. The old yogis called it the ultimate, uh, fine, fine, finest uh, component in it, which really is sustaining life. It is prana, contained in uh, in uh, uh, oxygen. I have that wisdom. I, I mean that what I share now from a little book. A long time now, I can experience it myself, and I can rec- can distinguish um, what is the raw um, um, uh, oxygen and what is that fine aspect within it. It has a different effect upon your consciousness and your awakening and your letting go. So. What did I say? Um, yeah, we will now um, have. Um, um, I offered. I talk about it to offer you this this possibility and to understand a little bit more how to deal with constriction and with the dukkha in our breathing and meditation. Anapanasati is that that uh, practice called when we pay exclusively to breathing. Also, we cannot separate the body, but we get more close in, to the breath. In that way, we, in, as we observe it, what an effect it has on the body as it touches the body. How much it spreads, how much it flows, uh, how deep it flows, to what an extent it moves and expands the breathing organism, the lungs, and to what an, how it feels, uh, that expansion, that arising, that mo- motion, as a resulting from the in-breath in your lungs, how it feels throughout the chest, how it feels in the belly, how it feels actually in my arms, or wherever it is that we can come to that refinedness. And then you are uh, a recipient, and you learn, and you learn, and you see it, is, it goes. Here we learn a wonderful quality which we can, uh, which we suffer from, is that we always hold on and forget that it is impermanent. When there is depression, when there is unhappiness, when there is uh, impatience, we cannot let go. Uh, let go? Well, we cannot, because letting go impatience is not possible. It only will go when you feel 
impatience. When you allow it to, to be in your attention, but we, if we don't know it, so, um, and we want to get rid of it, we cling to it somehow, and the mind comes in with a desire, I want to let go. I want not to be patient, impatient, I'm, 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 and to, I want to shake it, I want to get out of it. You see, now we learn here uh, to, to be present, to feel the impatience, and that is the healing. It will dissipate itself, and letting go is not anymore, is N-A, not applicable. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I'm probably not right with time. I talk too much. But, uh, uh, Dharma friends, let's, uh, we need some talk to explain something. We can go in the next hour, this afternoon, then in... No, how long is it? This quote? We have still time. Oh, yeah, so 16 minutes. Good. So we could uh, now um, uh, give us the invitation to notice our this center. Stand up first for two minutes, yeah? We have that we are fresh. Mm-hmm. And just acknowledge your standing. Mm-hmm. And stretch a little bit, and let go, and let go, and go down. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, coming to your body. The throat is in your body. Mm-hmm. We learn to relax throughout the whole body, and uh, that affects the breath, and that affects the throat. So now we take this and we, oh, and we. Tap here, mm-hmm. closer to the center, and uh, again, and again, and um, lift your your arms to shoulders, further up, and uh, come up to a gentle stretching, and feel your throat center between the upper arms at the base almost at the base of your of your head and then bring your head to maybe that connection here between head and neck that's where we would find it and a little deeper too so just press a little bit underneath the um, jaw jaw, a bone, hmm? yeah, and pass a little all around, and then <clears throat> go grab with both hands your occipital ridge, no, your uh, transpecia muscles, and pull forward. It's all tight there, very much. And uh, then again, come forward, and then again, but don't strangle yourself. Just <laughs> press with all four fingers whilst the thumb is uh, embracing the front of the neck 
and the other four fingers are just starting pressing against the region underneath the occipital ridge. Mm -hmm. Press toward the ears, there's a little indenture, and then return with the middle finger especially, press against this indent, indent, and then move toward the center below the occipital ridge. Then along the vertebrae, you continue with this pressure till the neck gives way to the nape or so. Then you push against the nape region. Hmm? Doesn't that feel good? Yeah, push, press. Hmm? That all is very tight and of course it restricts the breath in its flowing in, in the throat the energies in the throat. So, and now at the end, with the middle finger, you go underneath the joining, where the um, jawbone hinges into the skull. Very interesting. Hmm? Really do it strong. It would be better if somebody else did it. I agree that. But, uh, you see, we can do it. You can train yourself should do that quite often. Now let go and see whether you can find, uh, you, you realize there is, uh, whether it has done some, um, something. Is there a reaction? Do you feel it a little bit more alive there? Can you find it inside and realize where the throat is more? Is it, has it affected inside? Um, I mean, the in, inside, yeah, inside the mouth, <clears throat> at the base, at the end of the tongue, there is this center. Make a swallowing motion, and that's where it is about. Hmm? Now, just gently look at me, you do this. But don't do it. Allow it to move, because you asked it to move and be present to the motion. Just gentle, not so far. Oh yeah, maybe till you feel you get a glimpse of your shoulder joint. And then journey back and be present to the journey. Keep especially in mind, in your attention, the joining of the head with the neck. That's where inside. Yeah? Jane, what is And now come back to center position. So I think we sit down now the last 10 minutes and we continue. So as you realize you sit down, let's see, we started our meditation. Uh, and um, can you relate to that center now and realize uh, you are beginning your meditation and uh, you notice uh, the meditative posture you have brought about and see whether you um, uh, acknowledge maybe the uprightness and so on, which comes from the strength of your spinal column and um, you notice the special arrangement and foldedness of your legs 
see whether you can relate now in the background to your throat center. Mm -hmm. I said to the arrangement of your legs. Mm -hmm. Make an imaginary line from your throat center to the left knee. Straight line. And then bring the line back and make another line to the other leg, uh, to the other knee. Mm -hmm. And then return that line, pull it in again to the throat. And notice now this space we describe, this field, throat center. We recognized it as a very powerful, potent energy field. I call it the key field, like the, the pelvis, uh, the abdominal re uh, center of the abdomen, the diaphragm, the navel region, and it's also in the head, in the center of the head, the yogi see. But this is the strongest we have seen it because of the different activities going on here. Can we become aware of the ho hollowness here? If not of the salt center, direct, uh, uh, immediately, but let's acknowledge the hollowness of the mouth. At its bottom, we may notice the tongue resting. And uh, be at ease with your body. Don't forget it. Let the shoulders drop. You make a little side trip, a little rest area now for, <coughs> for, uh, from paying attention to the throat center just to make sure that we connect all. That's a characteristic with every part we are focusing in. If we don't relate it to the whole context, we're isolating and tension comes in. So you understand in the background, subtly, also it is a, a secondary object for our focus throat center. In the context of the body. It's in the body. It is alive, is it? Let's realize the entire hollowness here. It's not separated from the mouse cavity. The hollowness of the throat. Mm -hmm. Let's recognize um, uh, some specific features in this hollowness of the mouth. The tongue resting on the, its bottom. Can get a sense of its aliveness at its tip. Are you allowing to breathe? You may just now realize you are holding your breath. Mm 
the minute you recognize that thought, you will see you are starting to breathe again. Make sure that you allow that breath just as it comes. Maybe it was an out-breath. Okay, just exploring, bringing more attention here, our pure, pure um, uh, mind force that cannot criticize, it cannot think, just seeing, just being present to the sensations in the tip of the tongue throughout its surface. We may notice uh, um, that whether it touches at its ridge, ridges or sides to the left and right, the gums or teeth. Now get a sense of that jaw, the base of the mouth. It is tense. Let go or um, relax and let the breath come when you notice and be in attention just to these feelings here. Don't shift into, uh, into your breath or the, en- the, the, the flow of the air. Then we find ourselves manipulating. We have to restrain. We want to watch what's really happening. The effect of the breath. Okay. Let's go back to notice that cavity of the mouth. We have noticed the the tongue at its tip and ridges, surface. Now, let's glide with awareness into the back of the tongue. And that is where we begin to recognize this center, throat, scent, energy field. Yeah, it's a good sign. Warren, you're yawning, it's releasing. Hmm. So feel how wide is this opening. Here, two channels emerge, like two rivers. Are you sitting relaxed and giving? Are you um, gentle, um, gently uh, embrace and perceiving or gently realize the base of the mouth, the jaw region? It's all very sensitive in terms of accumulating tensions, these regions do react very much. Mm -hmm. So, look again at your jaw uh, region being the base of the mouth, whether you can release something. Feel it. You don't need to do any, just inwardly feeling it and witness that releasing and see how far it releases as you now shift into 
your thought center again, noticing its hollowness. And then please allow your lips to go apart from each other. Yeah, really do it. Let your lips, your lower lip fall down, uh, go, go lower itself together with the chin. And the upper lip also goes away. You have an open mouth now, please. You look wonderful, don't be afraid. You don't look good enough. A little wider, really wide open. Um, Carol, more. Be aware of this motion. And now tilt your head ha- half an inch backwards as though you invite the air to flood in and you do nothing. You don't breathe, you don't do any, just hold attention to this. Notice your hesitation to open your mouth. Not so straining here, then don't go into the opposite. I mean you here, yes. You are just trying to pull yourself apart. Are you yawning? Well, still. Now, good, yeah, that's good. So go to more normal, wide opening, tilt backwards. Realize in the background you are connected uh, to, the enti- to the context, the whole body meditational posture. Uh-huh. Feel the sensations. Feel the air rushing in. You don't swallow, you don't breathe. Just let be the witness what is happening. There can be coming strain. Uh, maybe strain is there or the need to, to gasp or whatever comes. Tilt backwards, Carol. Yeah? The, bring the occipital ridge a little closer to the, na- to the nape, not close but at least bend about half an inch. All right? Now gently, in the slowest way possible, return. Let it return itself. And you witness. Uh-huh. And notice again, and notice the moment till you return. Don't make any motion to go away. Stay there. How is it now feeling there? When you have returned to closed mouth. And realize now that you have hold it still in your focus and draw, not draw, go with your mind from that throat center uh, well, through the center of your sitting, like an imaginary inner axis you create, down to where you sit, and return through the, along the spinal column. Come back to your throat center. Gently open your eyes. Look to me and see whether you can relate. You know, here is where I speak, where I breathe, 
where I hold emotions which I want to speak and don't speak, and so on. How does it feel now, where I breathe? Any, any, any uh, aliveness noticeable? Notice the specific feelings? Is it more spacious? Bring your attention to your both nostrils and without sound invite and guide with a little extra gentle effort guide and a, a breath in in two or three stages to your lungs and notice it going through the throat and notice the chest expanding and being the air filling the lungs hold it and let it and be and guide it back guided means you breathe out now the way we breathed in you follow with your mind that passage through the throat through the nostrils and relax into your sitting That's enough for now. How does it feel now? Any, any, um, you feel any, in any way related to and connected to that center? Is it in your awareness? How does it feel there? If we would continue sitting, we can do that after sit our walking after the walking there is no interview this morning you know no and that's our we could continue and make it then a little guided meditation all the way through and relate constantly to the center see just what an effect it has we want to inquire if you have practice if you have difficulties with allowing the breath to come in and to go as an impersonal force that doesn't belong to us, that isn't coming in because it's invited, it is just a law, that's the way it is. It will take time. Only when we step back and begin to understand our patterns of holding. And um, who noticed, Missy, that you were holding? Um, maybe, for example, at one moment I said, see whether you can release your jaw. Did you feel it was tensed? Fanchen? Uh, who, who else? Yeah, see? How did that f- sensation of attention feel? Was it strong? Was it subtle? Was it deep inside? Next time watch it. That's all what we have to do. Penetrate deeper and deeper that <clears throat> and deeper till all these inner tensions can, can, be, can release and give way to the breath. And... Uh,
well, who felt, felt being tortured, who felt it has a good effect, it feels good right now. Yeah, isn't there a certain light, the center, you see, big, important, important uh, uh, energy field, key energy field. If you stay to that lightly, whilst you are walking, whilst you are uh, in the, pushing the shopping cart, whilst you are driving even, well, better not, you might forget and end up in the next car. <laughs> yeah, that's right, but you can, because if you are allowing just that and you know you can do anything in awareness. So anyway, it was a good effect. Who, who has, feels nothing and is uh, thinking it was hanky-panky. I, I say it because someone got up, really, it had happened in the midst of it in IMS. Very angry, we were so quiet. And um, I was doing actually after this something else. Um, something like we had a rock in our hands. Uh, come, prevent, this is the rock. <laughs> he was, we were giving each other rocks after this and see whether it had affected us. And we could bring that open awareness and impersonal. Thank you, nothing. Now you give it back to me. I know I have um, so that was for him too much. Later on, I'm, I know I realized why he did that. Um, he, yeah, he got up and said, banged the door, slammed it. Enough of this hanky panky. Well, he was right. For him, it was true. Years later, a few years, not so long, three years maybe. I was here in Sausalita, a benefit, oh no, it was longer, because this, doesn't ex- this exists longer than three years now. Hmm? So it was before that time. It was for the benefit of building this fundraising uh, uh, party. And um, there comes a gentleman to me. Ah, Ruth, wonderful to see you. Do you know who I am? <laughs> well, not quite, I said. Just let's talk, then we will know. He said, I am the one who did that, that time. And that slam of the door and my statement followed me. And I had to throw away all the traps with which I was trapping in the Canadian forests, animals. And he was a very uh, active um, meditator and dedicator, dedicated to help this also in whatever way. <laughs> I had tears in my eyes when I noticed, when I learned that. I still have. <clears throat> how uh, the mystique the of it, how a little thing like bringing your attention to your throat center <laughs> and tapping yourself, making some, something here. Can, can bring such a conversion about, such a revolution. Hmm? 
it's that potent and this powerful is this practice. Wasn't it a wonderful story? You see him saying that? Mm-hmm. You know you have a throat? Yeah? Do you know that you are realizing it's there? Not your head. See? So, <laughs> so that's enough for now. Aum. See how it feels now you are Aum. 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 You notice some good result from what we did now? Good. Let's continue. So take now time for walking, yeah? Do you want to go out? Don't lose it. Look out to the beautiful things. Know it's here. Have always connection this way. So very is better than just the whole body, but the body is carrying this, you see. Just wonderful. And that is a buffer for you against what we call distraction. Because your attention is here. You look out, it's beautiful, but you here you know you're looking from here with your body. Hmm? Of course you look with eyes, but you have some connection that way, quick. Hmm? And that means your mind is there, and it has no energy now to make his next trip where it wants to go. Huh? What do we see? Uh, la la land, huh? always into your la la land. So thank you. So we we did fifteen minutes longer, but it didn't matter really because we have no time schedule now. We have half an hour walking. Go. You can also walk upstairs. I think there's a walking room. And here, I've realized uh, to some extent that we cannot do anything for our uh, wrong breathing patterns. They are an accumulation of lifetime and they have uh, uh, set in the nervous system. And, even, and it, goes on, it can go on even if the patterns are decreasing somehow. Uh, it, it's because it's so deep in the nervous system, we are automatically continuing in these patterns. I have found that out in me. And mine was that I didn't Uh, know a long time ago that I was always, the minute I sat down, I was always drawing in the air. And I realized that was a good feeling. And I had no guidance in the Zen tradition and it was in the very, very severe practices in Japan at the time where nobody spoke English there. And I lived in a temple, in a typical Zen temple, where it was bitter cold because the walls were all rice paper screens. 
not solid. And then even they were opened up into the beautiful courtyard of the temple. It was all beautiful, but I suffered. <clears throat> anyway, I developed that pattern there. I had not, uh, as I say, not enough instructions. No one spoke English, just sit, Mosazen. That was my encouragement from the Roshis. Very, very, very uh, uh, famous and uh, enlightened masters were the, my teachers, actually. Like if you heard of Yasutani Roshi and um, Yamada Roshi, Soen Roshi, they're all dead now. I still think of them and send them my metta. And I hear them say, <laughs> I will eagerly tell them my, my problem or my excitement. He would say, Mark yo! Mark yo! And he rings the bell and out you had to go with two bows. That was a tradition way. They didn't make any allowance at that time, 1962. You weren't born then yet, or some of you. There I was already struggling with the dukkha of life. <laughs> Actually, I wasn't so really. The dukkha didn't bring me there. Yes, it was a different dukkha. Not so much my own and with breathing. Also, I had no idea what enlightenment was or what uh, awakening was. But um, um, my husband took me there, and he was a monk, and he discovered through a book called Experience and Mindfulness by a, a Holland, uh, um, Holland uh, admiral who lived in first time in Burma. And he wrote a little book, Experience and Mindfulness, is out of print now. But, um, uh, and it was enticing to my husband, who was at that time only four or five years out of monastery, and when he tells me this idea to go there, <laughs> that was my dukkha. <laughs> because uh, I was afraid he will never get out with me anymore there. You know, monks has, are also conditioned. But we did so succeed. Anyway, that was, that's where I discover, uh, 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 cultivated um, um, the, this pattern of drawing air, air. I couldn't get off it. It was impossible. Even when I wanted to stop it, it was automatically going on. It was in the nervous system. As long as I went with it, and I, of course, I strengthened it and reinforced it by sometimes doing little more of it. Hmm? You know, the, exp the discovery of Mu was always with breathing connected. But if you don't know how to do it, you move yourself out of life. You know, Mu means mind, probably enlightened mind, or this pure mind. Yeah? No? Mu? Nothing. And, well, enlightened mind, empty. Emptiness, so move. And in the late sitting, <laughs> I would go to the late sitting with the monks into a smaller room and we would drink tea and sit with the face to the floor, to the, to the wall. And behind us was the uh, um, head monk or the supervising monk uh, going with a kiyosako, 
a long, beautiful, sword-like stick to awaken you when you fell asleep. So you got a little hit here and a little there. In the highest ritual manner, you had to bow, uh, you asked for it, you bowed, and then he came and gave you a strike, and then you bowed, and he bowed. It was very beautiful. It was really very effective for late sitting. If you want to experience, you have to come to Dhammadina. I do, I do that still there. It's, it's frightening in the beginning, but it's really effective. That's one way of getting through your fear, and then it is kind of empty there. You shake a lot of conditioning. And um, anyway, I developed this pattern, and it was hard. It gave me a lot of trouble because I went into, came back to America, went to other Zen centers training, and there were also some what they call Rahatsu, Rohatsu, Rohatsu. It's a very severe, disciplined uh, seminar on. Um, um, in in uh, on practice in practice on meditation and uh, it's always happening in the cold season so in that i suffered especially because i actually breathed myself out by doing it you uh, got a breath in and pulled it in and now we had to breathe out on the sound of mu of empty mind but I didn't know that, uh, I, didn't, I missed connecting that, the out-breath to the body. And so the out-breath went with my mind out, out. Have you heard out-of-the-body experiences? That was that. But I knew that wasn't the right thing. So it took me some time to bring it all back. That was take took quite some time. But my dear Dharma friends, in one way we all are half in and half out. And you know what I mean. It's very frightening and very uncomfortable. And the funny part is we can, this difficult part is, we cannot do anything about it. Pulling it in does not work. It feels like you have it in, but you don't. It doesn't connect. We have to relax in the body very deeply so that when the breath comes in, it can, it can function and connect the flowing energy, the flow of the energy. If it is all tight, it cannot. It cannot go even far. So this is uh, what we are doing and talking about. This is now about this, these patterns. And you all have shallow breathing. Or you all find yourself pulling and drawing in the air and you think you are breathing or it breathes you. No. There is uh, so much to, uh, so much uh, deep to penetrate and to relax till we find out that we are assisting the breath without knowing. Who has noticed it sometimes? See? Oh yeah. It takes some time till we get to it. In the beginning, you know, it's almost too simple to understand that this is a 
the change for our lives from ignorance and dukkha to more happiness, hmm? impossible. Because it's so simple, just pay attention to your body and body sensation to your breath. The Buddha spoke a lot about in-breathing and out-breathing and uh, for if you get in contact with this force and you let it connect to the whole body, that, in a, that energy from outside, well, there, it brings life force. There's naturally a wholeness here experienced. And uh, so even if you don't want to get enlightened or wake up, you want to have more comfort in your body. That means also in your psyche and in your mind. It, it does affect your emotional field enormously. When there is more comfort here and more relaxedness, resilience, that gives beautiful energy, there is more happiness, a more, um, 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 I would say, graciousness and less reactivity because you don't have that need anymore. You're more here. It's not that you, you, you discipline yourself not to react. No. You have no need for lots of things anymore which were in the way and creating more uh, uh, trouble. So we are working right now on, on reducing um, these uh, patterns, these breathing inhibitions. We learned we cannot do any except that we can provide uh, 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 more relaxedness and flowingness for the energy in this body. So, um, so we don't have, cannot ask ourselves or our teachers, what shall I do now to get better breathing or get my higher breath into m more depths? That's wrong. We cannot get an answer because nothing is to be done there, but we can provide some skill and some kind of patterns or ex uh, practices by which we can relax the body, not only, and especially in the body going to key centers. One, two I mentioned already. These are key centers because energy which flows here through the body as a body, as a field of energy is um, having it, it, that flow regenerates and re-lifens it in these, in these particular centers. That's what the yogis say. Hmm? So um, it goes through the diaphragm hmm? and it continues flowing. It goes up to the next center in the throat and it goes up to the head. If this is stiff, it doesn't let through the energy of breath and, and energy of uh, life force and oxygen. You get headache from this. Lots of our headache comes from being impaired in the flow of energy, of breath, not having, so to speak in common language, enough depth for our breathing. It doesn't flow naturally in and doesn't flow out and doesn't give the full delivery for uh, because of tightness. So when we meditate now and we know a little bit about it, we get a little more patience, I think. Hmm? 
and you can now then also divert your attention or connect again. How does it feel in my throat now? And even as you feel, as you go uh, 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 and continue uh, uh, your attention to body sensations. But these are also sensations. So, in other words, to stay connected or check with these centers. And uh, sometimes <clears throat> you go a little deeper, like this morning was quite a wonderful effect. You still know you have a scent, a throat, and the bottom of the mouth, and you realize there are two channels for, especially the one we talk about it, air, and the other one is for food, is merging here at the back of the mouth. Can you see yourself sitting upright and realizing from that center a line through the center of your upright body comes out there, maybe where we sit, and the anus region. It's a wonderful inner axis. If you keep a little attention to that or recollect yourself when you sit, it just naturally goes up. And there is, in that moment, a relaxing taking place. Each moment we pay attention with the pure mind, with our non-reactive, non-criticizing, loving, caring um, uh, attentiveness. Connect to just uh, to a kind of an imaginary line going into, through the center of my body, along the spinal column. Now we feel there's something. You see, you know, you sit up. It's a, it's a center there. And it ends up in the throat. You could just sit throughout the whole hour like that. And an enormous amount of tension will, will, will be released. So now I, so the energy goes up, I said, through this center throat. And if it's all tight, it can, the breath cannot go into the, into the head and can come <clears throat> back again. So we have lots of ill uh, kind of difficulties in our body. Headache, most, most headaches come from this impairment in breathing. So what we are doing now we will make a, I will invite you for a meditation where you guide your attention through the body and then I remind you or you can remind yourself um, uh, um, to check with these uh, key uh, centers or key, yeah, key centers you can say. So it, that was one is um, the diaphragm, the next is here, the shoulders also, always tense. You have just released them. Two minutes later, you see it's all up again. That is a pattern against breathing, too. It impairs, it, 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 it uh, contracts everything around here. Trapezia muscles, we have pain there. We don't allow to pay attention the way we are holding our head and always go that even in walking as so you have to look at your feet you couldn't walk without your eyes there you can 
that's all unawareness, sloppiness, and, and, and kind of old patterns. We are waking up now a little bit more to, to in the way things are here. So we create, reduce a lot of of, of uh, dukkha on the body level here. Also, we with greater ease are cultivating the mind, the mindfulness and the attention to greater expansion, to greater purity, to leaving more and more excess baggage behind. Hmm? All afflictions, all conflicts, anxieties and fears tremendously simmer down when we feel connected and realize we are that instrument through which the universe moves through us. We are part of the universe. Also, it's a wonderful connection on a wider scale. So, we also, when we sit just normally, we can uh, kind of always check a little bit in the body. How do I sit? Obvious tensions, instead of complaining and doing right away something, just bring your loving, caring attention to it. And hold it and see how the breath is reacting to it. Or how the breath is affecting in its touch the body, different parts. So, in, when we notice, that's what I wanted to say, tensions, not jumping right away to doing something and to, with that attitude to get rid of it, to correct it. Realize it's not correctable on any level than allowing its uh, working field, so to speak, the, the, the working area for the breast is the body, allowing this body to greater resilience, to greater flexibility, to greater relaxing. It, and with that we also reduce those tensions which have come from our emotional uh, reactions, where they mostly they come from there. So, And that uh, this this process we are entering, uh, identifying and dismantling our personal breast holding patterns, requires courage and patience, an enormous willingness to make a new beginning. But I tell you, it is rewarding if you stay with it. After ten years, you can rejoice. After five years even, you have wonderful instructions. I had to find this out all by myself, because in my early pra- training, I, after I was in Burma, that was 1962, then in America there was no, nothing to, no, no Vipassana courses, nothing to support me. I went to Zen. Hmm? I practiced there. And you uh, and had uh, had to find out all these patterns 
which constrict and gave me so much trouble till the ultimate to being out of the body experience. It wasn't an experience one talks about it in kind of, it was great. No, it isn't great to notice your mind behind your, behind, outside the house and not here. It felt terribly dead. I lived for, for days uh, uh, alternately instead uh, inside the house, outside, in my garden, under trees, because that was the only way I could relax and by looking and sensing through my body somehow the, the, the leaves which were moved by the wind. And there was certain, when you are quiet and listen and look, it felt like I, I can kind of identify with that atmosphere. And then before I knew, maybe I would wait for 15 minutes like that, then a breath came in by itself. And there I re-entered myself consciously. You have it much faster. You can re-enter and you have wonderful ex uh, 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 instructions. And uh, not just here, you get it also in other courses when all teachers are knowing of of the difficulty of breathing and uh, of some releasing patterns. And I just um, share this with you, maybe that helps too. It's, it's, it's actually very um, um, on the edge it can be, or it is um, kind of dangerous to dabble into these things with your breathing all by yourself. Because what feels good initially is not really good. You can separate yourself from it. And we are already separate <laughs> to some extent uh, um, because of being so busy in life and under stress. Our attention is always there and our involvement. And that is stressful for body and the breath is reacting to every little bit more stress again, tensing more, so we have a bunch of hard muscles walking around. And then we feel very, very unhappy about it, and exhausted, and not knowing whether we are living or, 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 or we are dead. feels very ghosty. Who has had moment of that where you don't know where you are and not connected and don't know what to do? You maybe don't. Fa yeah, thank you. You may others. You may have not even noticed it. You could because you didn't. Your um, raise your hand, but I think this pattern comes in other ways. You just n not directly can feel that you are out with your energies, but what, you, what is compensated then for this being out of the body you don't feel is enormous emotions, anxieties and fears. Because it feels lonely, it feels isolated. So we are 
So have patience with yourself and remember, don't do any. When you cannot sit still and notice um, where you are, go out, look, uh, feel the sunlight, go into a garden or park, and just on a slowly, nice, uh, caringly walk and know you are quiet. Hmm? And you're not upset that you feel so isolated. Huh? In that way, you are re-entering yourself. Always seeing to it that nothing is done, really, here. You provide kind of caring so that this can relax. Just sitting on the bench in a park near your apartment is relaxing a little. Hmm? But you have to kind of realize you are sitting on the bench, not getting involved in everyone who comes, gets, uh, gets, uh, um, uh, get, uh, passes by. Uh, I think of the group I take when we, uh, of courses, when uh, at at some courses. I take them to the spa, to the public life, hmm? and we, pra we practice being attentive and connected whilst we are bathing with 50 other screaming kids and, uh, and, and, uh, and meditators. And one of my students, <clears throat> at, after some practice, comes and tells me, I could stay the whole day here and allow just to breathe and feel the sun. And when I realized my first time with you, I was just the five, first five minutes happy. And then what? I didn't do any. I had this pool experience and this one. I knew every face there. So what is next? And the next hour, I was just waiting to get back to the car. And I wasn't unhappy, was not really happy anymore there. See, that was because you didn't, didn't know what to, how to connect. You were let everything, everything what happened get yourself involved instead just noticing here. And you don't need... Anyway, it has this wonderful effect when you learn to be modest at times just with little touches of connection. But we are going deeper now to really want to find out who we are. Who are we? Are we these patterns we are living impermanence and dukkha, and there is no one here. We can discover here. And when you notice your breath is not your property, and it's an impersonal thing, impersonally and, enlight and, and enlightening, also a process, not a personality, we find out it's true. There is no propriety here. I'm a process. I let this function and I let this function. I am giving metta and I'm assisting and I'm compassionate and have joy and have concentration. And I am contributing to the peace in the world and to my own. Hmm? So you see. So don't jump immediately when you feel you have no concentration and no touch with your breath to some kind of action or ask the question, what can I do in order to make my breath deeper or more connecting? 
So we have to untie this con- congestedness in us and let the energies flow, that the energies from outside can come in. And that we are then without separation. Then, then you really you are one with everything. That's where it is, not before. One, you are two on one level, but you know the lower, wide, deeper level, and that is our foundation then for our lives. Go through life with your wholeness. So I said this process of identifying and dismantling our personal breath-holding patterns requires courage and willingness. All right, let us do it. Willingness. Hmm? Note, uh, get yourself into a nice, comfortable, but uh, a meditation ta- um, posture. And um, uh, acknowledge it. Just write the minute you have come to sitting and you want to stay throughout uh, some time with that uh, posture, notice it. And uh, allow your eyes perhaps to be closed. We want uh, realizing we're going into our inner life, undoing, trying to deal with our breathing and connecting more consciously because in the breath we find out more truth about this living process and lifts my ignorance about, about, um, about it. So, notice your connection to the earth. It feels like we are like a flower moving uh, Get coming out and growing out of the earth. And notice the way you are holding your head. And um, in the way you have ta- allowed your hands to rest and your arms. Mm-hmm. And see whether you are really allowing uh, your attention being there and the proof of it is whether you are feeling their aliveness in whatever form, little tingling, a subtle touch of warmth or motion. Yeah. And then let us realize the fact that we are breathing and we want to invite a breath with our greatest care and understanding that I do assist it a little. So both nostrils please draw without sound in two or three phases in a breath. Inhale. And uh, when you have inhaled, you let it go again under your subtle, gentle guidance. That means you follow the breath and it goes the same passage out as it came in. At the same time, 
we allow the body to settle into its posture. So do it again two times. You breathe in, feel that sense of expansion and breathe and then you begin to breathe out as the body lowers itself, deflates. And that is your connection. You don't let the breath go out by just pushing it or just going out and not feeling it. That is what happens through the days when we live in our day-to-day life. Here we learn to connect consciously the universal energy with our little universe. Seeing more and more that it is an impersonal process. Okay. One breath more, one more inhalation. As you inhale, you also allow to feel this expansion. You hold it a second, and now you guide it back to its exit. And at the same time, you relax and reset your body, surrender to your body. We say it's deflating, but you know it is relaxing at the same time from the tension. And when nothing happens and you're finished with that exercise I just mentioned, then remain attentive to this present moment, to your sitting. How does it feel? You really, do we know we are um, turned in our, with our attention there where my life occurs, where I sit? And now allowing our attention to set itself on top of the head and let the mind quietly receive the multiple sensations here arising or tingling, being already there, they arise in our attention. You move like your awareness would be a brush over the surface of the head, forward to the hairline and backwards to the crown of the head, that's where the spot where the hair parts in different direction. Okay, do it again. And what is experienced there? Warmth, fullness, hardness, but you Keep, um, <coughs> keep connecting or realize uh, uh, that it is a part, we are in a part of the bar, whole body. It sits and subtly you perceive in the background that, uh, that aliveness of sitting. And you may um, notice again in this given area the sensations, and maybe asking in, uh, in the questioning attitude, what is occurring here? Allowing now to 
to receive in our awareness, in our softness and openness of mind, all what is feelable, hardness and tingling, pulsation, And as sensations become noticeable, please observe that the sense of um, of pressure, which you may have felt, or warmth, is really perceived, is really felt where it is occurring. Now we go a little bit to, to the head, to the um, to the sides of the head, to the left and to the right. Maybe feeling now the sensations here, muscles and tissues throughout the um, sides of the head. The forehead we may include. And if, um, we may continue moving into the face, the region of the cheeks, allowing the sensations to feel in the way they feel receiving them in the softness of awareness. And as you, that moment, maybe realize the whole sitting, you get a survey and notice where maybe are uh, tensions, or um, like the throat or the shoulders. And you may kind of make a gesture of releasing, sometimes just noticing the sensations will release. Now let the attention, (coughs) caring attention, kind of spread throughout the entire face. And we notice maybe the region of the eyes, particularly. Become aware of eyelids covering the eyeballs. There also is often enormous tension created through action to the outer experiences. feeling your own presence to your eyes now. Are you breathing? How does it feel in your throat? Or in your shoulders? Just for a second, you may have already discovered that there was a holding against gravity in your shoulders. So then you let it go with this invitation. You know how it, what the motion of relaxing is 
and you acknowledge and feel that and then go back to the place where we kind of allowed ourselves this sight trip. From the face we shifted into the shoulders. We come back now, perhaps, feeling once again, allowing our awareness and warmth soften each part of the face as it touches. It's kind of, I call this, this kind of meditation, relaxation meditation for the benefit of better breathing or allowing the breath to flow. Now let us bring our attention to the region of the jaw, all around this bone structure, realizing it is the base of the mouth. All around the jaw, up to its uh, where that bone hinges into the skull. Let it become more more relaxed. This field, the jaw, also holds a lot. Let your attention, your patient mindfulness relax soften the energies of the jaw just as you feel it you remain with these feelings without doing any see whether there are some changes whilst you are focusing all right Again, maybe we make a a little backtrack to the face and uh, invite it again for relaxing in your spacious awareness. Your eyes, your cheeks, your lips and chin, you see. And feel that feeling, what comes from this, what you call, or what you have initiated, relaxing or letting go. And as we look at it, I feel always, I feel then this particular region, like this face now we have, uh, with my, the silence of my awareness. And in that awareness, I can feel muscles, maybe, and tensions in the eyes or cheeks or lips, releasing. And now this would be a good time to take a kind of a moment to survey your sitting. Am I breathing? And you do nothing but just... um, realizing you you have your awareness widened or you can stay in your faith where you were and have had to focus to the face but uh, open up from here to the entireness 
real to just check whether there is an out-breath or an in-breath, how the breath touches you, whether the shoulders are moving up or the belly is moving, or you may feel a touch of the breath, the touch of the air in the nostrils. If you don't feel any sign of breath, that's okay. You stay with that, what we were paying attention a minute ago from where we left, the face. Okay, so we have surveyed, we have connected to the breath, realized um, a sign of breath, invited to places which I took as my focus for relaxing, and now we shift our attention into the mouth cavity. Continuing our journey through the body, we shifting into the mouth cavity and discover here the throat center, the hollowness of the mouth cavity. And now again, realize how does it feel? How does it match or what does it feel in the chin? in the bottom, very base bottom of the mouth. Yeah. Keeping always wide open our attention and checking. We don't stick in one area even without uh, connecting to others or checking. So we discovered the, the hollowness of the throat center. See what you feel in its surrounding walls, very, very much soft matter here. You have looked into the mirror, you know it's all red and soft. Now, feel it there again and see whether you can distinguish some particular sensations. Tingling is feeling hard. How about relaxing? You may need make a swallowing motion. That would be, and so witnessing that very close can invite some intent, some tensions to let go. Notice the mouth cavity a little more thoroughly. Sensations arising here in the different parts or features, the palate, the tongue, the um, gums holding the teeth, Can you perceive maybe the space and hollowness in the mouth cavity between tongue and the sky of the mouth?
Yeah, notice the sensations again, let them come to you. They are already there. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye, keep a little portion of your awareness to the whole context of this place and invite again these one or two of these sensitive areas which constantly react to our actions, called key, key regions or so, key fields. See whether your shoulders are down with gravity. Check whether your tongue is resting on the bottom of the mouth more safely, more comfortably. Body sensations in your tongue all the way through from the tip to the um, back of the mouth. How does it feel here? What sensations uh, am I discovering here and be feel it and feeling feel those sen- the sensations here from the flesh, the muscles, the tissues, arteries. And check in the way you are holding your jaw or how the jaw is positioning itself, holding itself. And then continue your journey through the center of the throat, through the inner of the neck, feeling the flesh, the muscles, the bones here. And realize what are we feeling, what are we seeing? Sensations arising, changing. softness, in the softness of your awareness. Mm-hmm. We've been notice it now at the base. No, it's not yet. Yeah? Um, we notice um, now the neck at, the ba- at its base where it connects to the shoulder region. Let the silence of your mindfulness, your attention, your willingness <coughs> to um, penetrate here, to connect, and to heal that what is maybe intention. Feel the inner. Realize there are these channels moving through for air and food. Uh-huh. How does it feel on, on the level, the inner of the neck, there where it gives weight and connects to the shoulder region? Uh-huh. Maybe we need to invite for letting, for relaxing in the shoulders. 
See whether you can soften a little bit more through them. And as you allow yourself to stand, to be here another moment, take, uh, open up your awareness to the entire sitting, just to check whether we are breathing. And when you notice breathing in the expansion of your chest, then see whether you are realizing the feelings at the same time. And you know it is a breath, then you may also allow to see how that breath or how it feels in your throat because it is here where the breath moves through. We may not notice it, just understanding that that is happening. Can we allow more softness in the left shoulder or in the right one or in both? Kind of let your uh, allow them to go with gravity. That means releasing. And if you, it doesn't matter what you, whether you feel it on as as releasing, but just stay there and let the attention <coughs> receive these sensations. Sometimes this releasing takes place imperceptibly. And sometimes you can help it a little bit along. When you know the shoulders feel up, you initiate the relaxing. You invite it going down, let go. And then you follow with your mind this letting go from the shoulders down to where you may find yourself sitting with your legs crossed. Just let the shoulders be soft. Let it feel them, let the sensations feel themselves here. And notice that you allow that, relaxing that way more and more. Letting the sensations feel themselves is a very nice key, key uh, uh, invitation, key word. It will help to rela- to bring about the relaxation. Now, from here we let our awareness kind of transfer itself or move and journey through the both arms down to the first through the upper arm and through the elbows through the lower arms and through the wrists and hands inviting them at the same time that what is little tense here to relax
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.